0: of the hub your fan cast brought to you by tv series hub
1: hi y'all i'm your host kelsey i am joined today by fellow nurk uber hey everyone and the hilarious we've just discovered actor sean Beck.
0: hey this round of applause is for Uber and Kelsey.
1: You guys. Oh, that's a very not, sweet round of applause. Not for me. <laughs> so fans will know Sean as the compelling, enigmatic character of Fancy Lee from Killjoys. And we are so excited to talk to you because we love Fancy. So thank you so much okay. for coming on.
0: I love you guys back. I've been very fortunate to, to be able to portray Fancy Lee you know, over the course of five seasons. Uh, I'm very grateful to our fans for following us from the get-go and supporting our show.
1: Well, we are huge fans, and we were sort of surprised, I think, and we were wondering if you were surprised, because I think you initially signed on for three episodes in the first season, but you came out, and your Fancy is such a complex character, and your portrayal of him is so amazing that you were almost immediately a fan favorite. Did that surprise you at all?
0: It did surprise me very much, actually. Um, You're a good researcher. Um, how did you know that? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, before, um, after the, you know, casting process was completed, um, uh, you know, when my agent, uh, was, uh, trying to make a deal with the production company, um, initially though, it was going to be a five episode arc oh, okay. or fancy, uh, but then, um, somewhere, you know, along the line between the completion of the casting and before we started our principal, photography uh, for season one. Um, I'm sure there was a lot of discussion happening with the story arcs, the main story arc, and uh, uh, following the three main uh, characters. Um, So, uh, And things kind of changed, I believe. So uh, the five-episode arc became three-episode arc. Um, But um, I was very... um, Happy to be able to, uh, uh, to tell a, a distinct story about Fancy because he he was kind of featured in episode six of season one, um, and we got to uh, find out a little bit more about him and you know who he is and and what he does and things like that. So. Yeah, so that was uh, that's how um, it began, and yeah, I was I was very surprised that the, I I for sure thought that I was one of those characters that were gonna die. Um, so at the end of season one, you know when when I read the script, uh, I was like, oh, you know, there's a scene where you know they we see Fancy laying on the bed beside you know Davin, and I was like okay, that's it i'm I'm gone <laughs> um, so, and I didn't even know if I was gonna be like you know just uh, uh turning into something else or like i I just thought I was gonna die Yeah, they're gonna kill Lee off, and you know that's that. but then um luckily, you know, I became level six uh, in season two and you know uh Klein sort of um sidekick um so yeah. So I was I uh, I've been I've been uh, very pleased and uh, grateful you know to have lasted until um you know I mean I won't tell you what's going to happen in season <laughs> five. Uh, 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 <laughs> you know so he, he he will be around in the beginning of season 5 and then after that what happens I don't know mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're like protect I- him
0: <laughs> <laughs> Aww.
2: Yeah. Always protect Fancy. I mean, um, one of the things that I love about Fancy, and one of the things that Kelsey and I were discussing when we were talking about this interview, was was how compelling. Uh, I know she used that word, but it really resonates because Fancy started out as sort of this loner guy, and he went on this journey with the Holland. And when he came back, he had a choice: Do I choose to, uh, you know, get rid of my humanity again? Or do I choose humanity and honor? And he took the hard road because that's the kind of guy he was. And I was I was like, that is just so empowering to watch that he did that, even though he really didn't have an external excuse. It was all in his heart. And I, I guess I just wanted to get your feel on what you thought about his journey. If you saw it the same way and, you know, what resonated with you.
0: Um, that's a very good uh, observation and, and, um, thoughtful, uh, comment on, on the journey of the character and uh, a good question. Um, uh, I, Sean, uh, as a person, I'm very loyal and, um, honor is, uh, honor and respect is one of, you know, they're, they're very important to me. Um, so, and I'm very loyal to my friends and my family and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so, um when i found out that 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 were that was to be the journey for fancy lee like i, I was um uh, i was on board wholeheartedly because it it just resonated with me like i w- i was already it was as if i was in sync with the character and it was as if the writers like knew me completely as a person, as the actor portraying the character, right? So it was a, it was a beautiful marriage of, um, the, the actual person playing the character, this fictional character and the, the decisions that the fictional character had to make sort of, um, were, were, was in line with, with me. So, so I was very, um, happy and, and, um, honored to to, to be able to be on that journey, you know, and um, uh, I'm pretty sure, you know, uh, people like Tom and other people um, have mentioned this, but uh, we have such a a smart, funny, intelligent, knowledgeable, personable, uh, warm, caring writers season One, like you know we we few people have come and gone, you know, but um but like it, overall like they're they're just like i mean I've said this to Michelle um you know casually, like I just wish I could live in your heads like for like i don't know an hour or something <laughs> or be be the fly on the wall you know in the writer's room and sort of like you know listen to their discussions and stuff like that, so. And I think a lot of it, um, the, the the writers and the um, the producers of the show uh, were very good people, uh, people who were really good at um, 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 getting the most out of uh, each character, uh, each actor's uh, personality, and and sort of like applying that to the character that they were portraying. Um, so, you know, I mean, across the board, like if you look at all the all the characters, like there's a it's like i said there's a there's this beautiful marriage of like these real people and these characters and just like each each and every one of them is just portrayed to to almost perfection you know so um and 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 collectively we get to tell a really uh good story you know yeah well
1: that's uber and i had the opportunity to talk to adam barkin and, and you know I it was
0: adam yeah Hi, he is adam. phenomenal <laughs> yeah he like he's one of those like a really smart and knowledgeable people and he's a really good writer and he's good um you know being an actor myself like i i i love words right but he's the guy he's like the head chef of like making up words and you know putting words together and like yeah. writing dialogue and you know what I mean? So yeah. like I have I have the utmost respect and love for that guy. And uh, he's he's really fun to be around, too. Uh, he's a lot of fun on set. Anyway, I cut you off.
1: Oh, no, it's all right. Please. You know, we, we're happy to hear good things about him because he was just delightful to talk to. I mean, he's so interesting and kind and, and took the time. And one of the things we talked about was Please. the characters are all fully fleshed out. There are no throwaway characters on Killjoys. And we absolutely love that. But you, you have a relationship to him and to Michelle Lavretta because you've done with Flashpoint and Lost Girl in the past. And mm. I was wondering if that relationship for you, I mean, we hear actors or directors talk about like, oh, I know them, so I trust them as a character. I trust them as a director or whatever. If that to you, that past relationship helped you make different choices, I guess, about Fancy.
0: Um, When I worked on, um, uh, I found out later that Michelle was also one of the writers uh, on a show called Instant Star. I did an episode of that uh, a long time ago, and uh, I I did an episode of Lost Girl, as you said. Um, But I didn't know, I didn't get to meet Michelle or or Adam back then, um, even though we worked on the same projects. So I didn't know them back then. Okay. Um, they probably, maybe they heard of me or something because I worked on their shows. Uh, but I, I never knew what they looked like or, you know, who right. they were at all until I got to work on Killjoys. And, um, so, uh, but I, I, I think, um, uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, Michelle has, uh, said this herself and Adam as well, um, like they're they're really good at observing the actors and and utilizing um, pretty much everything, you know, from gaining something from their personalities and whatnot. Like look at three, for example, like the the whole singing thing. Like I mean, you know, like right. So that's that's one of um, Tom's great talents. And, yeah. and um,
2: absolutely, yeah.
0: yeah. And and um, I mean he's he's a beautiful guy. I mean like (laughs) you know so like uh, so so they just they just um, bring these things out of uh, people and they apply to the storytelling. I think that's magical, you know. So um, to answer your question, like no, I didn't I didn't know Michelle uh, and Adam before I started working on Killjoys, but um, found out later. That they they had done those
2: shows, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm
1: sure they'd done them and then been like, that guy. We need that guy right (laughs) (laughs) there.
2: Well, here's where you are going to outline for me everything that will happen in the final season of Killjoys, because I am going to ask you about... (laughs) fancy we couldn't get any spoilers for anyone so if if you accidentally leak something we totally will not mind i just want to throw that out there to you but uh actually what i I specifically want to know about i guess your thoughts on fancy and what's to come now uh if you want to share that's fine but uh, (laughs) let's pretend you didn't know what was going to happen with fancy what would you like to see happen with fancy and again feel free to drop any relevant meaningful (laughs) for the future CQs.
0: I love that. Um, Valiant effort to Uber. Um,
2: I I tried. You know, I tried.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You did, yeah. You know, like we have gone through a very uh, we as in like the cast members have gone through a very uh, serious uh, training program for about like two months long, uh, where uh, we don't uh, share any spoilers and, and things like that. I'm kidding. It was there was no training. <laughs> like, oh, sounds legit <laughs> to me. I mean, sure. A <laughs> camp that we had to go through for two months. No, kidding. Um,
2: Gosh, I thought Marvel was harsh on their spoilers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, you know, nowadays it's, it's given that, uh, we, we, we don't want to spoil anything for people and it's, there's no fun in that. Right. Um, but, um, season five, yeah, I, you know, everything that you've seen so far up until the end of season four, uh, you, you know, there's some crazy batshit crazy stuff that, uh, <laughs> that you you saw up until the most recent season right and then uh, and then and then it gets taken up another notch and yeah there's gonna be some curveballs uh, uh out there <laughs> uh you're in for a pleasant surprise and what each and every character goes through and uh, um you know just to just to circle back to what uber was trying to say um uh, I don't know i i personally would like um fancy to um i was actually secretly hoping that there would be some kind of like backstory episode at least um like one episode maybe for fancy to to like delve into his you know history a little bit um but um you know there were bigger fish to fry so uh, I think uh, I think there was no room for that, you know, with the ten episode season. It's kind of difficult, you know, and uh, you have to like, um, you have to hone the story, you have to craft it in a certain way so that it's not it's not um, too fast or too slow. You know what I mean? And I think um, all the uh, uh, writers and the executive producer team did an amazing job uh, of. of of pacing the storytelling in their own way, in their own
2: weird way. You were talking about the need to pace the show a certain way. Um, with regard to Fancy, though, because we know uh, a little bit more about him with his, you know, his, his tech savvy and the gadgets he came up with. I just, I wanted to know where that came from. I mean, was it just his? Uh, his? Uh, he seems to be more of a like a solitary figure. He likes. Sort of being the designated team asshole, but at the same point, did that inform his uh, his need and his skills to you know come up with all these cool little gadgets along the way?
0: I I think that was pretty much like all Michelle. I, I would because she she's she's the creator of the show and all the characters, so I think you know. Uh, I think she said, okay, we're going to make Fancy. Like, I mean, that that needs to be yeah. verified with Michelle, uh, but uh, I think it was Michelle who, who basically, like, said, okay, um, Fancy's going to be this gadget guy, you know? And um, mm-hmm. every season, like, there was, like, this new thing that, you know, whether it's big or small, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. uh, like, you know, to me, it was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I get to play with that prop today in, in this episode. That's great. Uh, so yeah, there's there's been like a lot of uh, fun surprises, but um, uh, I think I think that was a very useful sort of um, external slash internal feature of, of the character that added to the story, and it it certainly makes um, uh, the storytelling more fun. Um, you know, with introductions of like all these like. Uh, tech, uh, equipments and, and, um, gadgets and stuff like that. So, um, yeah.
1: So with there not being, I guess, the time to tell Fancy's backstory, do you have sort of in your head what his backstory is? Do you know, can you share?
0: Yeah. Um, I've, I, I've had this, uh, question asked to me before too. And I, in my own head, like, I just feel like, you know, for him to be that kind of a loner uh, character and something detrimental must have happened to his life or to his, you know, like he, he lost something that was very precious and important and, and uh, valuable to him or something. Um, so like he, he we, like almost like PTSD, like he went through a, a, a kind of a, a trauma for him to uh, make a living as, as, uh, as a bounty hunter um and with with the skill set that he would have um like that that's something that he just um followed but i think uh in in the story of kilgers i think yeah if it were up to me i think he, he just went through something very traumatic in the in the past you know and that makes him very um anti-social and not really trusting people that much you know always on guard uh, You know, and uh, but but does his job, and so you know, and you know, we us human beings, we're all social beings. So like, you know, it's kind of difficult to deal with people who are very who who willingly wants to isolate themselves, right? Mm -hmm. So um, right, um, not that there's anything wrong with that. It's it's just how how they are. Uh, uh, but uh, it, it just makes it difficult for both parties, I would say, to, to, especially in an organization like Killjoys, like, you know, sometimes you have to work together and, it, you, know, you know, so in a fictional, fictional way, like that, that creates um, uh, room for, uh, there's, there's room for like humor right, yeah. <laughs> uh, of those clashes and, and there's drama. So it's, it's, it's great.
2: Well, do you you feel that, I mean, when he started out the, you know, like I said, the designated team asshole, but given his journey and given the choices he's made and the sacrifices he's made, do you feel he's still sort of separated in that role or do you feel that he's been more accepted as part of the team?
0: Yeah, that's a good question too. I think it's very interesting to see somebody who goes through that kind of, you know, uh, struggle in a way. It's always interesting to see that, you know. It's it's nothing is ever black and white, right? There's a lot of gray zone, and you know, like, is he or is he not? Like, is he part of the team? Like that that makes that makes it very interesting to to watch. I think because um, you know, if he just like came right out and you know, we we saw that fancy was like a part of the team, and he's like, oh, happy go lucky, you know, <laughs> character. Then it's sort of like uh okay (laughs) like you know it wouldn't be interesting but this constant struggle of like he's trying to fit in but how much is fancy letting himself fit in you know like how much uh are other characters letting him in you know like Mm -hmm. all that kind of a interesting dichotomy of relationships that's what that's what makes the storytelling interesting and to watch these people grow in their relationship or or fall apart so um that's been the constant sort of journey like ever since like you know the whole level six thing happened uh in season two like and especially in season three with the whole thing with turin right like um he, he volunteered to sacrifice himself and, and then, like, and then he was, you know, left to, you know, hung yeah. out to do so, so it's, and that that sort of, like, trust issue and all that kind of stuff. And also, like, when he deals with um, Davin as well, you know, when Davin comes to Fancy to to help him with um, piloting those Holland ships and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, so all these, like, it's like one step forward and five steps back, and yeah. um, uh, for for Fancy's character that is. So um, yeah. I feel like I, I I've been rambling on about the question, but did I did I sort of like am I in the
2: ballpark
0: zone yeah. <laughs> <that> there?
1: <laughs> Absolutely, you definitely were. And rambling, we love rambling because it people oh, you know great. we are po- no no I'm serious because like with our yeah. podcast we want people want to get to know you not. The five minute soundbite they might hear on a you know a, a talk radio show or something like that. Right. So right. so rambling lets people get a, a better glimpse into your head. So please. Well, don't I could I could talk
0: killjoys all day. <laughs> I uh, I'll, I'll tell you something. Um, when um, you might have seen some of my because you guys follow me on Twitter and stuff. Like I when when I was I was so sad. I was super sad. Like on my last day of filming, it, it felt so sur- like it felt so surreal because like it felt like yesterday when I was in Oshawa, Ontario, you know, on my first day of shooting, like mm-hmm. <laughs> in season one. And then like all of a sudden I was in this like factory uh, space that we were shooting uh, at. Um, and uh, that's no spoiler. So I'm safe there, I think. Um <laughs>
2: Uh, I, I can exactly. briefly
0: mentioned the location of our, you know, our shoot locations. Uh, so, um, yeah, and it was, it was cold. It was desolate. It was, it was such a windy day. It was like dusty and grimy and like everyone was surrounding me. And um, the first day he made an announcement that it was my last day of filming. And, and, and then, you know, that day onwards for the next like two and a half, three weeks, I was just I was such a downer um, yeah. uh, and it was personally too, it was kind of a struggle for me because um, now that I had a, a little bit more free time, like I kind of concentrated on um, taking care of my daughter and spending more time with her. Um, right. But, but I couldn't let let her see the sort of the dark side or whatever the sad feelings that I was going through. So I, I had to be emotionally available uh, for her and to her. Um, just being a dad, you know, doing the dad thing, but, you know, in the back of my head, you know, or deep in my heart, like I was like, there was, there was this kind of a hole or a void because it was such a great part, like almost five years of my life. Um, you know, and, um, thus far, like the best show I've ever had the pleasure of working on, uh, in my 21 year career, like it, it's been I think I've mentioned it before but like I seriously like it's the 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 people makes it special right like I mean the storytelling would be great like yeah the costumes or props or what have you uh, it can be great but you know if if we don't have those good people working on the same uh, same show and we re- trying to reach for the same goal collectively whether you work in like I don't know grips department or you know costume department or you know uh you're on the writers it doesn't matter like collectively like you know we're, we're we're going for this one special goal you know so that that was a beautiful journey but so yeah i i um i don't know how i got this <laughs> i got started on this but uh yeah i i was very um i'm still like i think about it a lot you know it still feels surreal you know but then you know we have season five um to look forward to later this year so um so there's that you know
1: sure yeah but i think you'll have find a lot of killjoys fans uh tearing up at what you just said because it is uh-huh. a you know fans love the things they love you know and they're passionate about them and passionate about the people mm-hmm. involved and and mm-hmm. it is a uh tends to be a fan and it's pretty happy there's not a lot of like you know, some fandoms there's like ship wars and these kinds of things that doesn't seem to happen and I think much of that comes from y'all as well that that they feel that connection so thank mm-hmm. you for that
0: oh thank you and and we're always uh, grateful to our fans and you know um, for for supporting our show and following uh, following us and all that kind of stuff so yeah. It's like a shared love. It's like sharing a pie, really tasty, good pie. You know, <laughs> I'm such a foodie. Every every reference is like food. Like I <laughs> refer to food. I'm like yeah, it's like a, it's like a amazing spaghetti dish or something. You know, there's all these different ingredients, and we're like all enjoying it together. Anyway, it.
2: <laughs> and, and, and now I'm hungry for pie. Oh, <laughs> I'm <no> sorry. This
0: podcast is brought to you by tvserieshub.tv, your site for entertainment news, reviews, and interviews. Now back to the show.
2: So
1: you mentioned, you know, with your daughter, and we were just wondering because a lot of female actors get asked this, but not a lot of male actors, unfortunately, but how has becoming a parent affected you as an actor?
0: Um, oh, Good question. It's it's certainly made things much more challenging. Yeah. Um, for example, like I would I would uh, sometimes you don't get a lot of notice for for an audition. Like you know out of the blue, uh, you can get an email or a phone call from an agent and say, "Hey, so you have like uh, seven page long dialogue uh, that you have to memorize by 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. That's when you're going in for an audition. And then you have your daughter." Who's like daddy, daddy, daddy? Especially like around the toddler age, it's like they really need your attention, right? And um, and nowadays, I don't know about where you are, but in Canada, you know, childcare is is not easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you mean to to get like a secondary childcare? And you know, my mom is uh, 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 you know seventy seven years old, so and she's had knee surgery, she had, she's had back problems. So you know, with a very active um, toddler, it's kind of difficult to you know um you know reach out to her for assistance not not that she doesn't want to it's right, just, it's just different it, you know it's not safe for her really it's not safe for my daughter really so and a lot of times i have to like you know juggle many things um so for example like i would have to like sit down and you know learn my lines but then, you know, my daughter wouldn't want to go have a nap. Then it's a, it's, it becomes a thing. And then, like, I have to, like, tire her out by, like, chasing her around or let her chase me um, or, you know, do some calm activities. And, and, you know, and in the back of my head, you know, I'm, like, <laughs> trying to learn the, the lines for the audition. And, um, <laughs> uh, you know, circling back to Killdress, ever since I, we, we had our daughter from season two onwards, uh, especially when when my daughter Julia uh, became very active and she started like speaking and all that kind of stuff, I would be on set. So like we're talking about blockings. Blockings is where like we figure out where the camera move is and where actors are standing and moving to, et cetera, et cetera, and so that they can like light the scene properly, right? so that that process takes a while, and there's a discussion that happens with the director and other actors. Um, but a lot of times, like I should be like if we're like just standing around like running our lines for the scene to be shot on Killjoys that is, um like <laughs> just randomly, like all these nursery rhymes would be running through my head. And <laughs> I should be running my own lines. Yeah. You know? And like in my head it's like twinkle, 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 twinkle <laughs> like on loop. And yeah. I'm like and I would be like, get the F out of my head and I'm trying to like refocus and, you know, so that's been very challenging. Um, lack of sleep, you know, the, the, <laughs> there's been like many, many days when I would just like 5 a.m. shoot and, you know, especially when my daughter would get sick and stuff then she would, you know, cough and wake up every hour or so and you hardly get a sleep, any sleep and, and you know, so then you show up and you're like <laughs> basically a zombie you know um but uh yeah it's, it's just a balancing act the, the life work balance has been very challenging and um and a lot of times nowadays casting wise they they go with a uh, self-tape uh, method so mm-hmm. it, you know casting directors are even asking a- actors to asking actors to do it you know themselves and send it in in a in a video file and a lot of times, I just don't have the time to go to a casting studio, uh, book an appointment, and utilize their equipment. I just have to like shoot something at home. I mean, I've I've been lucky to have booked jobs that way uh, a lot. And um, yeah, like for example, like I um, uh, I almost got cast in The Handmaid's Tale um, in an episode, like I think it was I think it was a season two, and it was one of those like really quick turnaround. Um, uh, audition process so I got I got an email and it was like I kid you not it was like seven pages long but it was all medical jargon oh. like really Fear. serious tongue tires and I just like drilled it and drilled it and drilled it and the day before my daughter was really actually helpful as she like um, I don't know at daycare center that she attends like maybe she had a very activity heavy morning like she was out so like for those two hours that she was sleeping, like I just like drilled those lines. And that night uh, I had to, you know, seek help from my wife and she's not in the business. So it's kind of challenging yeah. work, like work with the camera and the lighting and I have to explain everything to her and, you know, I would get frustrated and like, you know, and and so and almost comical. Um, as, So, and then I, I I did that self-tape and I sent it in and then they were asking about, you know, my availability and all that kind of stuff. And they were asking me to be clean shaven and short haired. I I had to grow my hair. I haven't had a chance to cut my hair yet, but um, so at the time it was like, I was in between shooting. It was just before Killjoy season three, I think. Uh, Just before. So so the call came around December and we were starting season either three or four uh, in January. So, so the timing was odd and you know obviously because i had worked on killjoys from the get-go like my loyalty obviously lied with killjoys and i was a recurring character on that show as opposed to a a uh winner or one of character in an episode so um i don't know how official it got in terms of casting me in that in that role but uh they were asking about my availability and things like that and um yeah um another thing is that like I I recently had a bit of a heartbreak um, uh, because I lost out on a role for a new um, new promising show on Netflix and, and um, uh, that happened like from the end of filming of Killjoys 5. So I was already feeling sad about Killjoys ending and then I went <laughs> through this casting process for like two months long, like spread out and I was being called back and I was reading different scenes, and I was being asked about my availability and my stunt work experience and all that kind of stuff and things kind of looked promising at then and then you know at the end of like october at the end of the two month long process like uh, they I was told that they decided to go in a different direction, so I was just crushed and so you know. Uh, I'm okay with with being open about it. I, I I was depressed for a little while, like after that. And and again, you know, being a parent, like I couldn't really let that show to my daughter. So yeah, it's been a difficult sort of like, um, difficult process for me, you know. Yeah, well, but that's that that's act life. You know, you uh, people have said that you win some and lose some, but you know, the one thing that I want to say to people is that. Um, unlike any other jobs, like for example, like if you if you're a bank teller, if you, you apply for a job at a at a specific bank as a bank teller, if you don't get that job, then you can apply for the same position in another bank or whatever, right? Um, but being an actor, if you lose out on a job or on a role, it's that role, like it's very yeah. specific, right. you know. So so people have said, oh, there'll be you know another opportunity, but but no, really. Not really, no. <laughs> because like yeah. that's like one of a kind job, like you know. So yeah, I can't get into it much, obviously, because it's it's a brand new show, and you know, I, I'm I'll probably get in trouble if I mention something more. About...
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: but yeah, Can Joyce so,
1: fans boycott this show. They didn't
2: crash on. <laughs> I don't, don't,
0: don't want to be the instigator, and like I, I don't want to be ending up on some blacklist. I'm the guy. <laughs> But, um, no, it's okay. Like I, 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 it's kind of refreshing to have this blank, blank canvas. Not really. Like I have something coming up in in March theater related. Um, but, um, you know, going back to my roots and sort of, you know, yeah. But, uh, I, I was actually kind of looking forward to a bit of a downtime just to, um, just to process things, you know, it takes time everything good things and bad things like it takes time to get get um, get your head around you know so yeah
2: there's one question that I have found um, has been very surprising because I didn't expect to get some of the responses I get on it and so I try to ask it just when I can ask it and that is um, uh, if you could Give your younger self advice, knowing what you know now about the industry, about life, about family, anything, any topic. What advice would you tell your younger self?
0: Oh, my goodness. Um, Uber, what a great question. Uh, Without thinking too much about it, I know the answer, and it would be be patient. Um, When I was young, you know, most of us are like we are. Goal driven, like we want to get there and we want to do, we want to achieve as much as we can, Um, especially in this business. Um, Now I know, you know, after 20 years, uh, now I know. But like in the beginning, I was, I was quite, I was very eager. I was very um, driven. Um, So, um, and I always been workaholic. Uh, <laughs> uh, I love work. I love to work. I, I, you know, in the past, like I would be doing a play and um, during the day, uh, I would go out and go out for auditions and, you know, for some time down the road. Like even when we were shooting season two of Killjoys, um, I was doing a play at night. And so what would happen is that um, that was so this is how crazy it was. My daughter had just been born, and we started shooting middle of December that year, and then it went on for about three, four months. Uh, and so I was doing a play in that time period. I was in rehearsals, and then the show opened. So I would be doing the show in the evening, and many nights, we did a night shoot for Killjoys, and so I would get picked up by the production van at like 9.45, 10 o'clock once my show was done. And the entire day, I was helping my wife with with the baby while she was on maternity leave. And then I would go shoot all night. And then I would come home at like, I don't know, 5 a.m., 6 a.m. That happened many nights, actually, in season two. <laughs> so talk <laughs> about being a zombie dad. Like, I was it. I can't like, even imagine. <laughs> yeah, I was like surviving on two, three hours sleep. Just going like, and then like having to know all these fight moves or, or lines or what have you. I, I, I still like, I don't know how I did it. it. It still, I'm like, I was basically on a pure survival mode. Like, I'm like, okay, I got to get through today and then I'll be okay. <laughs> and tomorrow and you know, whatever comes, I'll just deal with it then. But today I have to survive this. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so I would say be patient Things take time.
1: I love that. And I think we can relate to that because, you know, I mean, obviously it's a different sort of career path. But for us as a podcast, that was something that we all talked about early on that we wanted to make sure that our priority was guests who walked away going, that was good. And not you used me for clickbait or yeah. you tried to get something out of me that, you know, you could use for clickbait or anything like that, that we were, we produced a quality podcast and the listeners will come later. Like yeah. that has, we, we don't, we're not going to try to get a thousand listens on our first podcast by putting out like Sean spoils season five of Killjoys, <laughs> you know, everywhere. <laughs> and like, you know, that, that, that was important to us. Yeah, yeah. So I like that, that the be patient really resonates.
0: Yeah, me. I appreciate that, too, Kelsey. And I think it's important that, you know, we're we're talking about a show and we're talking about a character that I played in that show. You know, it can be very microscopic and we go, oh, it's just a show. Who cares? You know, cynical people might think that. But um, there's something about storytelling. There's something about storytelling that connects people, that there's mm-hmm. something about storytelling that connects people who are. The storytellers, as well as people who are attending to that storytelling, it, it's a community building, right? And it, mm-hmm. there's something they're sharing happening. Um, and and um, uh, what I'm trying to say is that it it I don't think it can be dismissed because just because it's show business thing or whatever, because it's it's uh, storytelling is like the the longest one of the longest traditions that any human race. Uh, has gone through right so it it, it it all connects us and so you know how lovely is it to, to to be able to have this shared love for something you know creators and viewers alike and uh and i think something there's i i think there's something very beautiful and magical about that you know um so you, you know you guys doing the podcast too uh it's like it connects the fans with the you know, creators and the cast and the you know um, uh, people who work behind the scenes and um, it, it it does something right
1: mm-hmm.
0: for that for that community. So
1: yeah, that's the hope. I think people sometimes. I guess in our culture, we accept sort of like sports fans. Of course, they're going to wear jerseys and paint their face and be crazy and name their kids after sports yeah. stars. And that's very accepted. And I yeah. don't think um, often the same respect is given to that. Yeah, that community between creators, which to me is such a deeper, a deeper thing when you, you know, you're talking about art mm-hmm. as opposed to sports. But yes. Um. So that then leads us into our last question, I guess. Okay. Um, your favorite fan interaction from that community?
0: Great question. Um, I would have to say I would have to say that my, my favorite one is, is um, when, uh, when there, there are quite a few of them. I, I, can't, I can't remember all of their names, but um, quite a few people have done their own uh, interpretations or drawings of my character Fancy Lee over the years and mm-hmm. that and out of the blue like someone would tweet me and say hey sean i created this and i did this and and i would i would be floored like i'm like i'm just some dude you know <laughs> making a living as an actor right and 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 uh and someone would would uh would do that so i i've always been grateful and and sort of touched um not sort of definitely touched. And, 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 uh, I'm kind of choking up here. Um, just, just, I felt, uh, appreciated and loved and, and, um, uh, it, it, yeah, that, that was very special for me. You know, they don't have to do that, but you know, and it, and, and maybe, maybe they did that out of their own joy because they love to draw and stuff like that, but, uh, it's such a great gift, you know, and, um, but I, I would have to say that, you know, all the fans who have said you know, amazing things about our show and who have, again, followed our show, and, you know, people like yourself, Kelsey, and Uber, um, who do podcasts on shows that that um, to learn more about it and to talk about the show, you know, that's certainly uh, appreciated. And, um, yeah, I hope
2: I asked your question.
1: No, yes. you absolutely did. And I know that there are fans out there who will hear that and be... So please, because I think as a fan, sometimes it's hard to know how things mm. will be received. Like, is this right. weird that I'm sending them this picture that I made, <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs> you know, I'm a straight shooter. I'm a, I'm a truth speaker. And uh, I, I know for a fact that there are a certain number of people who uh, don't have uh, a nice view of me because of, I don't know, like in the past, the political tweets or what have you. Um, so they have, they te- they seem to have like this sort of colored or like this distorted view of who I am as a person. Um, I have nothing to prove to them. Uh, it, I, 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 I'm being true to myself, so I know who I am. So I, I've, I've seen tweets and you know uh, things like that. They, they, they were speaking a little bit ill of me. Uh, so, and but I can't let that bother me. You know, um, the the only reason why I mentioned that is because. It I I think it's quite funny that uh, people would go out of their way to say that publicly mm. without really knowing me. I find that very interesting and funny. Not funny, haha. Yeah. Funny, peculiar. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So, Twitter can be like, weird.
1: It's like going in you wouldn't go into yeah. like a mall and shout out yeah. like "Sean is a jerk"
0: in yeah, front of all exactly. these people.
1: But it's sort yeah. of what you're doing yeah. when you go on Twitter and say things. Why, you're like, why is
0: he saying something? You know about politics. It's like, well, I'm a citizen. Like I, I pay yeah. taxes. I have interest <laughs> in politics, whether you like it or not, yeah. you know, just because I'm an actor doesn't mean that, you know, I, I, I don't pay attention to arts and culture yeah. or, you know, the economy or what have you. Right. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, but I, I want to end it on a, I want to end it on a good note, but like to each and every fan of Killjoys out there uh, who sometimes we may not interact personally um, uh, I can say that all of us from Killjoys, uh, really love you and, uh, we appreciate you and, um, you know, you matter and you're the reason why we lasted as long as we lasted. And, uh, we have been fortunate to be able to have told a story or will have told a story because season five hasn't happened yet. Um, uh, for the last five years. And, and, um, I thank you very much.
1: Well, thank you. And thank you, Sean, again, for spending all this time with us and, and taking oh, thank the time. You, and thank Kelsey. you so much. It's
0: been great to talk to you.
1: You too. And thank have you. a wonderful rest of your week.
0: Thank you. You too. Thanks, Uber. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another NERCS podcast. Rate us, leave us a review on iTunes, and follow us on Twitter, at NERCS of the Hub. And let us know what you think.